This is the APS China Quarterly, January 2021. Silver bullets and magic wands. Can COVID-19 vaccines save 2021? By Sarah Lee Yuen. Other than seeing more face masks than in previous winters, daily life in Chinese cities was almost back to normal in December 2020, and had been so for a few months already. Rush hour traffic in central business districts, weekend trips to shopping malls, watching films in movie theaters, and business travelers boarding domestic flights are once again commonplace across China. Thanks to decisive, swift, and uncompromising action by Beijing, backed by a unified population, China brought COVID-19 under control in a matter of months. This has allowed China to start the long, tough journey of economic recovery, shielded by mask wearing, contact tracing, and swift localized lockdowns wherever chains of infection emerge. Unlike many other major economies, which are crying out for miracle vaccines to save battered economies and stressed healthcare systems, China is far less dependent on silver bullets, which will nonetheless help the world return to normalcy. Outside of China and a few other countries that have COVID-19 under better control, there seems to be excessive optimism placed on COVID-19 vaccine candidates, along with the illusion of a quick return to business as usual in 2021. Politicians focused on approval ratings and elections are under pressure to come up with silver bullets to slay the COVID-19 menace and swiftly return their countries to normalcy. With patients and businesses on life support, literally and figuratively, respectively, national governments are running out of time to fire those silver bullets. But time is precisely what is needed to determine whether vaccines are safe for mass deployment. Can vaccine quote surgical strikes eliminate the coronavirus with no collateral damage and no masks in sight? Like the snap of a finger or the wave of a wand on celluloid, what are the realities and myths of vaccines? We share with you our thoughts based on the best of our knowledge on and understanding of viruses, vaccines, and medical logistics. EUA, just the first of many steps. The optimism among investors in December 2020 seemed to confuse impending emergency use authorization (EUA) approvals with unqualified approval from health authorities. There remained four major challenges in terms of eliminating viral loads, asymptomatic carriers, protection durability, and long-term safety. While the vaccine candidates may be deemed to be sufficiently safe and effective for use among healthy adults and high-risk populations, there is still a long way to go before they will be widely applied to children under the age of 16, pregnant and breastfeeding women, as well as immunocompromised individuals, among other vulnerable demographics. We agree that the early results from the published data of phase three trials from the two current leading vaccine candidates, which both incidentally use cutting-edge messenger RNA technology, are indeed impressive. 
Moderna has achieved a vaccine efficacy, VE, of 94.1% across 32,000 volunteers, while the Pfizer-BioNTech partnership minted a 95% VE from 43,000 human test subjects. They have both surpassed primary endpoints of VE of at least 50% for EUA, which were set by both the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the World Health Organization. It is worthwhile noting that this high VE rate is very short-term, since they are based on polymerase chain reaction, PCR, tests administered between 7 and 14 days after the last of two doses that is required for the proper administration of both vaccine candidates. To obtain full approval, six months of follow-up is needed to assess a vaccine's benefit-risk profile, and the FDA will likely require Phase three trial participants to continue to be monitored for two years. Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. The dictum that, quote, nobody is safe until everybody is safe, means that COVID-19 needs to be neutered globally before international air travel and its related industries can begin their long, tough ascents back to pre-COVID-19 levels. At APS, we hold the view that in order for the vaccine to be rolled out to 60-70% to of humanity to achieve global herd immunity, three major challenges need to be overcome. One. A reduction of symptoms does not necessarily eliminate viral loads nor eradicate asymptomatic infections. Asymptomatic carriers, who likely make up 20-40% to of infected persons, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, can spread the virus efficiently and be infectious for up to 45 days, just over double the upper limit of 22 days for symptomatic patients. 2. The durability of the vaccines are likely to be short. Despite the New England Journal of Medicine announcing an encouraging 119-day durability after the first of two required doses of Moderna's mRNA-1273 vaccine, we should be cautious about the 55% decline in geometric mean titer, GMT, between day 57 and day 119 for elderly subjects aged over 71 years, which may indicate a quick loss of appreciable protection. Similarly, Long et al. reported that immunoglobulin G, IgG, levels faded substantially to 71.1% to 76.2% during the early covalescent phase, which was eight weeks after COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital. Found in blood serum and other tissue fluids, IgG is the most common antibody and it protects against pathogens. We also note these phase 3 trials have yet to define the memory cellular responses, which will determine the likelihood of vaccine recipients generating effective, lasting immune responses. 3. In the absence of long-term empirical evidence of the safety of their vaccine candidates, which is simply just a function of the passage of time, any reports of irregular phenomenon among vaccine test subjects will catch the attention of the public and potentially erode odds for healthy vaccine uptakes. 
Examples include reports of enlarged lymph nodes, Bell's palsy, partial facial paralysis, and deaths in Pfizer-BioNTech's phase 3 trials of their BNT162b2 investigational vaccine. This leads us to the hopes among global investors that the bulk of the world's populations will complete their vaccinations by the end of 2021, on top of assuming that the aforementioned, quote, Big 3 challenges are adequately addressed. 1. The scaling up of vaccine manufacturing capacity will likely be stepwise, where any misstep in the supply of raw materials, production line operations, as well as labor supply and training, among other factors, can lead to a significant delay. The assumption that 800 million doses can be produced, transported to end users, and properly administered by 1Q 2021 seems to be based on a scenario of execution excellence, plus perhaps a healthy dose of good fortune. 2. Economic inequality between developed and developing nations stand in the way of a simultaneous global mass vaccination. According to the Duke Global Health Innovation Center, the U.S., U.K., and Canada have ordered between 3 and 10 vaccine doses per capita, dwarfing the less than 0.2 per capita for the WHO-backed COVAX facility, a, quote, global risk-sharing mechanism for the pooled procurement and equitable distribution of eventual COVID-19 vaccines, unquote, covering over 45% of the global population residing in 92 low-income countries countries. 3. The need for cold and super-cold storage, as well as transportation for the Pfizer-BioNTech mRNA vaccine, is also a, quote, logistical nightmare in the making for India, with its heat waves, widespread power outages, and large rural belts, according to Dr. N.K. Ganguly, the former director general of the India Council of Medical Research. While the developed countries may be able to start mass vaccination in the first half of 2021, there is this sober reality check. Quote, it's going to take four to five years until everyone gets the vaccine on this planet, unquote. Adar Punawala, CEO of the Serum Institute of India, the world's largest vaccine producer. 4. Vaccine hesitancy and skepticism oscillate receptiveness to what is seen as a vaccine that is effectively a rush job. Americans' confidence in vaccination remained low, with those who say they would either definitely or probably get a vaccine for the coronavirus rising to 60% in a poll conducted by Pew Research in late November 2020 after hitting a low of 51% in May, but still a far cry from the lofty 72% in May. This was despite the cumulative COVID-19 deaths in America rising from 245,000 at the start of the 11-day survey period to 264,000 by the time the survey ended. Much depends on the public's collective confidence in government vaccine plans. Investors hoping that mass vaccination will bury COVID-19 are sorely mistaken. Shockingly, despite humanity's collective brilliance and cumulative scientific prowess, we have only managed to eradicate one, 
just one virus-related disease. And that's smallpox, which devastated Native American populations from the 15th through the 19th centuries. Eradication of the virus was possible since only humans carry the pathogen. In the case of zoonotic viruses like COVID-19, the complexity of the fight increases by leaps and bounds. We simply are unable to either kill off or vaccinate against all of them. Anderson et al. assumed that 60-80% to of the total world population would need to be vaccinated if there is to be any chance of achieving herd immunity. And Kistler simulated COVID-19 entering long-term circulation alongside other human beta coronaviruses, possibly in annual, biennial, or sporadic patterns over the next five years. The following charts from Kistler simulate invasion scenarios under different assumptions. The scenarios modeled in these charts see COVID-19 persistently dogging healthcare systems and beleaguered economies for years to come. Dreaming of businesses and lives normalizing in 2021. While a gradual economic recovery may be possible in 2021, as some populations get used to integrating mask wearing and social distancing into their daily lives, many other nations still have difficulty enacting and enforcing mask mandates, notably in the world's largest economy where mask wearing has been politicized. We disagree with the widely held view among investors that a global vaccine-induced herd immunity will allow a return to pre-COVID-19, quote, normalcy by the third or fourth quarter of 2021. It will likely take much longer. SARS-CoV-2 will likely become endemic, as illustrated by Kistler's charts earlier, with peaks during northern hemisphere winters and troughs in the summer. To avoid a resurgence of the economically crippling epidemic, countries like China that have successfully fought COVID-19 to a standstill will be very cautious and selective about opening their borders in both directions. Intermittent tightening of semi-permanent social distancing measures and case-based intervention could continue to disrupt international trade as well as domestic travel in larger nations like China, the U.S., and Australia. Do not expect movie theaters and sports stadia being allowed to be filled to capacity in 2021, even with masks being used. At least not in countries with strong, responsible political leaders for whom science and public health drive decisions. China's Standpoint on the COVID-19 Fight According to the WHO, there are 13 vaccines in Phase 3 trials as of 8 December 2020, among which five candidates are from China. Rather than being on the leading edge of groundbreaking technology such as mRNA, China has chosen the, quote, old-school vaccination method using inactivated viruses and viral vectors. While Sinopharm's Phase 3 vaccine trial in the United Arab Emirates resulted in a less attractive protection efficacy of 86% compared with the leading Western vaccine candidates, these mature technologies enjoy greater public confidence in their long, proven track records for safety. China is going for dependability and managing the risk of unknown unknowns in terms of long-term safety issues from cutting-edge vaccination methods being expedited under considerable political pressure. 
The world is in the midst of an unprecedented pandemic. Besides its potentially less snazzy but still effective vaccine, China's hard-won experience in successfully coming to grips with COVID-19 can also be of help. Essential public health measures like wearing masks, social distancing, speedy contact tracing, and intensive testing have been effective in China and should remain mainstays of humanity's arsenal against this deadly disease. The Many Material Known Unknowns We are witnessing an unprecedented collection of humanity's scientific talent and global collaboration in this fight against COVID-19. While optimism for an imminent victory is running high, and this seems to be priced into many financial markets, we can't ignore potential material risks such as continuous viral evolution, discovery of mutations D614G in February, A222V in August, and N501Y in September, asymptomatic spread, vaccine hesitancy, and unexpected safety issues with the passage of time. Whilst the commercialization of vaccines is a big step forward in battling the virus, it is not realistic to expect the economy to normalize by the end of 2021. Be that as it may, financial markets seem to have already started discounting the magic wand of vaccines from a few months ago. Sarah Lee Yoon joined APS Asset Management in July 2020 as an investment analyst. She previously worked at Huatai Securities, A&H Healthcare Equity Research Analyst, and City University of New York, postdoctorate scholar. She has a PhD in Physical and Analytical Chemistry from ENS in France, a Master of Science in Analytical Chemistry from Wuhan University in China, and a Bachelor of Science in Chemistry from Nanjing University in China.